Welcome to Conservative Patriot Nation, new members and returning members. Today we have a very special guest, Trisha Flanagan out of New Jersey, that is running for Congress and she's running to take Nancy Pelosi off that chair that I think we all definitely want her off that chair. And uh, I want to say that Trisha Flanagan is a fireball. If you're not following her on Twitter, if you're on Twitter, go ahead and follow her. Um, she does have a Telegram channel with 84 members, so she can use a lot more. So go ahead and join her and just type in Trisha Flanagan and join her Telegram channel. And now, Trish Flanagan, the floor is yours. Oh, thank you so much. I'm like, thank you uh, all for joining me. Uh, as you just mentioned on my Telegram, uh, you know, we got to get that viewership up because we got to get the message out, right? Uh, you know, I'm really blessed that on a, a platform like Twitter, I have, uh, let's see, about tw 71,000 followers on Twitter. I have 85,000 followers on Getter. Uh, you know, I'm on all those platforms, but I would really like to uh, reach out more on Telegram because I think that as the censorship increases, Telegram is a platform that we patriots can open honestly and uh, you can do to follow me and stay connected. It's truly appreciated. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so uh, I'll just open up. You, you jump in here because I want this to be a, a dialogue rather than a monologue, but uh, to expand on what you just said, I am running for that congressional seat in CD3 in New Jersey. Uh, and that sounds like an uphill battle, uh, which uh, in many ways it is. But I will tell you that most people think of New Jersey as one of the solid blue states. But that's actually not the case. Even Gallup recently showed that when you look at the demarcation between conservatives and liberals, we're actually a conservative state at our core. And the key there is the unaffiliated voters in New Jersey are the largest sector of voters. Uh, we are outnumbered when you look at it, Republicans versus Democrats. It looks like it's a two to one win for the Democrats. But when you fold in those 2.4 million unaffiliated uh, voters who skew conservative, again, Gallup showed that that's the case. When you add the conservatives across the board, add them to the Republican numbers, we are the 56% majority. So a lot of people say then, well, why are you so irretrievably legislatively blue? Well, the fact is that we are a blue state voter turnout, not by voter demographics. And when you look at that seat that I'm vying for, I, I'm, I'm in the reddest part of New Jersey. CD3 is Trump country. Trump won 2016 and in 2020. Well, uh, the way Andy Kim, one of the most progressive, weak—he's weak, uh, he's weak uh, as as a as a congressional member—but he is uh, Nancy Pelosi's lapdog when it comes to voting for the radical progressive agenda. He votes with Nancy Pelosi 98% of the time. The way he took that seat is he's a he, he he hid behind what he calls his veterans record and he was up against a very lukewarm republican who was a quasi democrat and when voters who voted for president trump in 2020 had the choice between what they saw as the veteran and someone who was a republican but had business dealings with joe biden's brother and who was really uh somewhat of a liberal at his core they made that uh that very uh, that, that very dangerous leap to vote to Andy Kim just by 33,000 votes. That's all we need to take that seat. 
But the bottom line is that's our first step to turning New Jersey red. It can be done with governor's race coming up in November that that may do that as well. Uh, we are on our way to a red and J. And so, uh, you know, please join me in that fight. We've just been talking pre-show about the legis legislative agenda that we have to accomplish. We only need five seats to reclaim the House majority and take that speaker's gavel out of Nancy Pelosi's hand for good. And when we do that, that road to victory, it runs straight through New Jersey. This is the most flippable seat in the entire country. We have to achieve uh, a return to legislating from our constitution. We have to support our and defend our second amendment rights. We have to not only protect our rights uh, moving forward, but we have to reclaim our rights that we've lost through this radical progressive agenda that Joe Biden is doing with a complicit progressive Congress. So when it comes to immigration reform, when it comes to uh, staving off this economic assault we're seeing in this five and a half trillion dollar package, because that's what the Congressional Budget Office has really scored it at. It's not three and a half trillion that they want to spend on the Democrat side. It's actually closer to five and a half trillion. Uh, it's going to be devastating for our country. Uh, they, uh, the Democrats want to completely uh, undermine and, and revamp America, but they're going to have to go through us first as long as we reclaim the House majority in 2022. We can do that. We can do that with an America first agenda and we can take our country back. That's what I'm about. And that's what I'm asking you to help me to do. You totally got my support. Um, we definitely need it. We definitely need it because uh, what we've seen transpire in 2020, all the New Jersey Patriots that's going to hear this, um, if you got family in New Jersey, we need to spread this far and wide because uh, it, it's just very important. I mean, it's vital. We can all see what's going on right now. Um, and it's it's terrifying for a lot of people. But God is going to make change. Oh, I believe that. God still has his strong arm upon America. He founded this nation on the principles of freedom and our constitution. I believe that he's about to get behind this uh, wave that's spreading across America. And, and I think that you hit something else on the head here just now. It's that, you know, when we look at what we have to accomplish nationwide, every seat in America, every congressional seat that's up for, uh, especially for a flip, like CD3 is in New Jersey, all America has to rally behind those candidates because all America stands in the balance to be lost or gained. And, and so, uh, you know, I've elevated my campaign to a national presence. I believe that my national campaign director is on the line here now. Uh, I know that she's cheering us on. And the reason that I took this national approach is because when we look legislatively at what's happened in, in past congressional sessions, let's face it, Obamacare uh, and, and the medical mandates that we're seeing now through medical tyranny, that was accomplished through one congressional vote. That was uh, former uh, late Senator uh, John McCain from Arizona. Uh, when we look at how, how all of America stands to gain or lose from regaining the House majority, this is something that we, we all have to pull together to achieve. Every seat is critically important. And, and on, on the negative side, look what the Democrats were able to do when all America all on their side got behind the Senate runoff seats 
in Georgia when Senators Ossoff and Warnock were elected, or I, I, I believe there was fraud involved there. I shouldn't say elected. I think they were installed. Oh, absolutely. But, but the bottom line is all the Democrats in America got behind that. We have to have an equal and proportionate and stronger response in the midterm. Every American is, needs to be interested in behind all the candidates that stand to win in the midterms for our, for our side. And I agree 100 percent. And uh, I know I touched on this with you the other day when we were talking is when it comes to these elections, we have to get involved. We have to keep our eyes on everything uh, when it comes to <laughs> poll watching. Um, we have to stand our ground. Um, hopefully there's better security things in places going forward after what, everything that we've learned of and seeing how they were putting cardboard boxes on the windows in, in Michigan. And uh, I mean, speaking of the war knock, I mean, I, I knew it was rigged. I mean, this guy had Fidel Castro in the church. I mean, <laughs> he represents everything that we're seeing with this communism and, and, and this tyranny. I mean, who of a man of God brings a man like that inside of a church? Um, I mean, I was lost for words when I saw that. And I'm like, oh, no. I mean, this, this, the, he can't win. Like, I mean, we all know what happened in 2020. Um, there's a lot of good people that I brought on here, like Jerome Bell. Um, <laughs> I, I think, you know, and it's not that I think. I know a lot of these people have got robbed. Um, we had Laverne Spicer on here and, and doing a little research on her, learning that, you know, she was leading and then she lost at the last hour. Um, and, oh, Trump won Florida. So they thought, oh, we're not going to think of nothing. But no, 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 no. There needs to be a forensic audit in, in Florida, Texas, everywhere, everywhere that Trump won. It needs to be a forensic audit. And um, I know me and you were talking. Could you elaborate on something that can give the confidence for the, the voters in New Jersey? Oh, absolutely. And, and you're right. When we look at what happened, you know, the votes that were dumped in the middle of the night, the fraud curve that we all see that happened in Georgia, too. They didn't even use a different playbook. And, and I'm encouraged uh, on, on one side in that, you know, we saw what uh, came out of the forensic audit results in uh, Arizona. Uh, we saw that the state Senate there has called for decertification of the state electors. They've called for audits in all 50 states. And they've also referred what happened in Arizona uh, for criminal investigation. Uh, now, we all know who runs the DOJ now. Uh, are we optimistic that that's going to happen? Well, well, we'll wait and see. But I think the most important learning that came out of Arizona and the most important piece of bringing things forward is that the United States, that the, uh, excuse me, that the state legislature, uh, as is provided in the United States Constitution, they have sole plenary power uh, for their electors and they have recalled, they have officially recalled their electors. Uh, if you go to my Facebook page or I'll try to post on Telegram after we're finished, I'll post the letter that was written, that was signed on by these state legislators. Uh, who are who are demanding that those electors be recalled. It really changes the game. We do have to fix 2020. Uh, where we go from here is in the hands of state legislatures. But that's a very real possibility that we can fix it through that mechanism. Now, what do we do then moving forward to 2022? Uh, because we have to make sure that not only we fix 2020, but we have to make sure that our 
uh, voter integrity protections are in place for the midterms. So what I've developed is uh, what I'm calling Operation Eagle Eye. It is a cyber platform that can be used with any voting machine. That's, that's the beauty part. Uh, we may not have enough time. Uh, our, the midterm is only 13 months away. We can't forget that we're up against a clock. And so we may not have time to pull all the Dominion machines in the country. We may not have a chance to get all of that accomplished. But even if Dominion machines are used, Operation Eagle Eye, the platform that I've developed, is able to be used on top of those systems and it ensures your vote counts. And it ensures that fraud will not be present in the midterms. I'll explain how that happens. So when you vote now on any machine, your vote creates a digital image. The same happens when you fill out a mail-in ballot, a digital image is created and it's put into that cyber universe. Uh, also, if you cast a provisional ballot, the same thing happens. And then, uh, I don't know if uh, folks know this, but from there, every precinct that reports, it goes directly to the Associated Press. It really goes to the press before it, uh, it gets evaluated by any other mechanism. And then it gets certified by the individual secretaries of state. So the way that this fraud was able to be perpetrated and everything got dumped in the middle of the night and we saw all of this that now is being uncovered in the swing states, in Georgia, in Wisconsin, Arizona, uh, Michigan, Pennsylvania. Uh, what we saw uh, after the fact there, uh, we can see preemptively with Operation Eagle Eye. So the way that this would work is that whenever a vote is cast and whenever that digital image is created, you have an independent arbiter that will evaluate and pre-certify that these votes match the signature requirements, that they match the voter registration, that they uh, preemptively prohibit and prevent all of the issues that we saw come out of the 2020 election. You'll have a Republican representative as well, and you'll have a Democrat representative, and it's you'll have, have your legal teams. Uh, and just as we saw, you mentioned it, where in 2020, when the votes were being counted, there were supposed to be watchers. And in fact, they were kept across the room and cardboard was put in front of the windows so that nobody could see what was happening. You know, when you, when you bring the sunlight in, it's the best disinfectant, right? So what we're gonna do is we're gonna have cyber eyes. Operation Eagle Eye is about having eyes on the ballots before they are certified checking all of those measures to make sure that when indeed they are certified, that all of those votes that we're now seeing in Arizona, 255,000 votes that, uh, that have uh, no matching, no corresponding validation. That's how you lose an election to fraud. Operation, Operation Eagle Eye is how you prevent that fraud from happening in the first place. I definitely hope that you are working with multiple states on Eagle Eye because uh, I think we all can use it. Indeed. And I've had uh, several conversations with Colonel Philip Waldron. Uh, if you're not familiar with Colonel Waldron, he has a background in military intelligence. 
He's uh, definitely working on our side. He's one of the good guys. He is. He was part of the Cyber Ninja team in Arizona. He is working actively on several other states, not just including the ones that I mentioned. Again, Georgia, Wisconsin, Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania. He's also working in uh, Minnesota. He's working in New Hampshire. Uh, there are several states that he already has under his belt, and he is working round the clock to make sure that we have voter integrity initiatives that not only preserve the vote, but prevent the fraud that we saw in 2020. And I'll quickly add, the way that the Democrats were able to get so far ahead is uh, the Republicans were caught flat-footed. There's no other way to put it. And it's easier to prevent a thief than it is to catch a thief after the fact. Right now, the Democrats are working to make sure that every door is closed. In Arizona alone, we learned from the forensic audit that the night before the audit began, files were deleted. That's against federal election law. You're mandated by law to keep those documents for at least two years. That's part of the criminal referral that went to the Department of Justice. But in the meantime, we've got to catch the thieves for 2020. I'm optimistic that that will be done. We are really rolling ahead now. And Wendy Rogers, if you're familiar with her, follow her on Twitter and uh, and Telegram as well, because she is a champion on those front lines. The entire Arizona state legislature is behind her. But as we work through that, 2022 is important. Uh, excuse me, 2020 is important and we have to fix it. But again, we have to remember that 2022 is only 13 months away. We cannot let the Democrats steal this from us again. No, I absolutely agree. <clears throat> we just definitely need to have like security measures in place and um, get involved and keep our eyes uh, on everything. And um, I mean, what they did, I mean, they were they were really slick of what they did. I mean, they used racism and, oh, this person had his face mask down and, and kicking him out of the polling room. And it's like, come on now, you know, and. I think we had a year of learning their tricks. Now we just need to come in full force and just do the job. Um, like I took over this Wisconsin rally group to where I'm going to start getting people here in this state organized. And uh, when you do that, you know, you can have conversation, build relationships and, and, and get more people involved in, in the, the polling booths and, and watching and, and just making sure that we don't allow what happened in 2020, but we definitely need to get 2020 addressed and fixed and all 50 states need an audit. <laughs> I agree. And, and again, I'll underscore Operation Eagle Eye because that is something that, uh, you know, if you've got the, the light on all of those ballots, if you've got the digital image in front of you where you have all eyes on it, uh, and again, those check marks that we need to have, signature verification, uh, uh, photo ID for all voters. Uh, you know, if you recall in um, in Georgia, voter uh, voter legislation has already been passed to increase the security measures. Uh, Texas also passed similar legislation. I suspect Arizona is going to be next. We've got some time here. And when we have all of those boxes that need to be checked, and when we have a cyber platform like Operation Eagle Eye that accomplishes that, that would have thrown out, I will tell you, if Operation Eagle Eye had been in place 
2020, all of those 255 ballots that are in question uh, alone in the Arizona forensic audit, they would have been flagged, they would have been identified, and they would have been uh, removed from the totals. That's how we start. And again, I'm excited that I'm working with uh, Colonel Waldron. He's working on a separate initiative. But if we put all of this together and start now, that's how we prevent uh, this from ever happening again. And that's how we make sure that 2022 is secure and ensures that every vote that is cast legally will be counted and anything else will, will not be put into the final tally. Yeah, I'm in total agreement with that as well. Um, I mean, here in Wisconsin, I almost, I always knew like there was some rigging going on. I mean, we had Scott Walker here that he did some great things for the state. Uh, I think the worst thing he did was try to run for president. But um, besides that, I mean, he was a, a pretty decent governor. And um, the way that he uh, got robbed, <laughs> I mean, ballots were all of a sudden, they were all found and all of a sudden he lost. And we got this uh, another sleepy Joe Biden here in Wisconsin that is just uh, another puppet. And, um, but like I said, you know, if 2020 didn't take place, a lot of us, it wouldn't have hit, it wouldn't have hit our sensor. We, we wouldn't have realized what really was taking place. And, and when we see how it can dictate a president's position, I think a lot of us patriots, and this has nothing to do with Democrat or Republican. A patriot is someone that loves their country. Um, I consider myself a conservative because I love God, country, freedom, and liberty. Um, learning of the Republican Party and the Democrat Party, those are two birds that flock together. Um, and there's, 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 there is some good Republicans out there, but a lot of them are in bed with each other. And it's just very important that we start supporting patriots and following you on Twitter um, I know you're a patriot. I don't even have to second guess it or try to research or you're a patriot. Um, Jerome Bell, Lynn's Piper, Sandy Smith, which is endorsed by uh, Wendy Rogers. She'll be joining us on the 16th. You guys are the people that I support. I'm supporting patriots. It's not about Republican. I don't care about the Republican name. It's, it's about patriots because it's our kids future. That's important. Oh, and I completely agree with you. And I love those candidates that you mentioned as well. And, and I thank you for your support. This is how we're going to win. And most importantly, how we're going to have that Patriot Congress, that America First Congress. But I'd like to I'd like to expand on something that you just said and why it really matters right now that conservatives get involved in the GOP primaries, because we could change the face of the Republican Party overnight if every conservative decided across the country that they're going to vote in every primary and find those America First patriots on the ballot, no matter where they are. If you don't mind, I'd like to walk through why, what I believe is how we got into this swamp to begin with. Trish, and, this, and it's really, yeah. Your show. So the floor is yours. Take it. Oh, thank you, sir. You know, I, and, and, and I don't want, I don't want to, labor because I do want to get to the question and answer segment but but here's what the here's what I think the most important factor for 2022 is to really save our country and it's this you know our founding fathers never 
envision career politicians. The way we got the establishment was that we got these people in uh, in office that that uh, the establishment supports who just, you know, they start at the lower rung and they work their way up in the swamp. And the, you know, the reward is, oh, we'll then get you into Congress. And when I say we, I mean the establishment. They run that like, you know, it, 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 they're bureaucrats and, 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 you know, they're running the table. They have this power structure in place all across America in every county where the, the, uh, the bone that they toss to these candidates who have worked their way up, the reward is that, okay, do it our way, sell yourself out, and then we'll get you those higher congressional level seats. Well, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Our founding fathers envisioned a government of, by, and for the people. It's supposed to be about the citizen candidate, the people who, who have been in the private sector, who then go to represent their districts and the businesses and the people that support them to craft legislation that benefits the real world perspective, the real people that make up their district, not the bureaucrats. And then I'm, a fa I'm in favor of term limits. In fact, I was the first candidate in New Jersey to sign a term limits pledge. Because what's supposed to happen then is those congressional representatives then go back to the private sector and live with the fruits of the legislation that they create. That's one of the things that is sorely missing in candidates who run for office now. What we have to do, what we have to remember is the way we get these lukewarm Republicans, the way these rhinos that sit there and do nothing for American patriots, the way we get them is the establishment picks them. I can't tell you how many great conservatives I've talked to that say, I'll support you in the general election, but I don't vote in primaries. I say, if you don't vote in primaries, you're going to get to the general election and it's going to be the same old story. You'll have a choice between a Democrat or a lukewarm rhino. And nobody wants to vote that way. Many conservatives just stay home at that point, and that's how Democrats win. That's how rhinos win. But if every conservative decides that they will vote in a primary, register and vote in every primary across America, and you have to check your local uh, GOP rules because in New Jersey, for example, it's it's called a semi-open primary, where if you're not already registered as a Republican, you can register that day. It's better if you register before, but you can register that day. But many states have a closed primary. You have about a 50-day window where you have to register as a Republican to vote in that primary. I cannot stress how important it is for conservatives to do that because we have two choices in 2022 and 24. We can either, as patriots, start a new party. And look, uh, you know, I've been tempted to join a new party myself, you know, the Patriot Party or some or the Trumplican Party. But let's face it, right now, at this moment in history, even the Republican Party at its inception took six years to get its legs underneath it. We don't have that kind of time. And most importantly, I'm a Trump supporter and our president, Donald Trump, has said he is not going to run as a third party candidate if he runs in 2024, which I think he will. But he said he will run as a Republican. And what's he doing? He's getting behind patriot candidates to make sure that we accomplish just what I discussed, that patriots win in the primaries. But we can't do that if conservatives stand down. If you don't vote in your primary, if you don't register as a Republican, I can guarantee in many races, rhinos will prevail. The other thing that I want to stress is I have put together what I'm calling a buck the line, storm the primary challenge. 
And we have to challenge each other to not only vote in the primary, but to find your America first candidate wherever they are on the ballot. Because what the establishment likes to do in some states where they can dictate this, and New Jersey's one of them, they'll put their rhino candidate in the prime position, first and foremost, spotlight right on them. And they'll put the patriot candidates down ballot. You have to commit yourself to do your homework and get behind every patriot in every race, find them on the ballot, no matter where they are. And if we do that, if we show up and show out and storm the primary vote, we will not only win the majority back in the House, we will change the face of Congress to favor patriots. And that's exactly how we're going to save America. <clears throat> I, I uh, love everything that you just said. And I think it's very important for state representatives to start, you know, like Trump, he's endorsing so many people. So the patriots are paying attention. So when they go vote in the primary, they don't know who's a rhino. They don't know who's a fake. They don't know who's an America first. And I think it's very important that every state starts shedding light on who's a patriot that's on that ballot. Yes, you're, you're so right. And, you know, uh, every candidate uh, that, that's on the ballot in the primary can choose a phrase. If they're not the uh, ordained candidate by the establishment, usually you can recognize the establishment candidate because it says the regular Republican Party. Now, that's not to say that some true patriots will have that designation on, on the ballot. This is why it gets complicated. But if you're not on that, uh, that specific line, you can put your campaign phrase on the ballot under your name. And what I'm encouraging is that every Patriot candidate put under their name, America first. That's gonna be a, an easy way that if you know your race and you know again, some candidates that President Trump is endorsing will be on the regular Republican line. So it's not a hard and fast rule, but if you know that that candidate on your primary ballot is a, a rhino, is a, is a lukewarm Republican, Republican, go down the ballot. And I'm encouraging all of those candidates like a Lindsey Piper Loomis, if she doesn't get the line designation or a Jerome Bell, I don't know what the situation is in, in Virginia, if he'll get the line or not. But if, if we are not on the line, find your America first candidate. And I'm, I'm encouraging all of us candidates who are patriots uh, to use that designation. So it's a little bit easier to find us when you have to look for us on the ballot. Yeah, that's the thing, because uh, the Patriots are watching. <laughs> and uh, I like to try to tell all of my uh, networking congressmen and women that I network with all the time is the Patriots are watching everything. And if they, you know, and you touched on it, it's very important. If they don't have America First on by their name, they're not going to get supported, um, plain and simple. And most of the Patriots, believe it or not, are on Telegram. When Parler went down and we seen how the media went black, for some reason, Telegram is like Noah's Ark. There's so many Patriots on Telegram. It's crazy. I mean, if you ever get a chance to talk to Wendy Rogers, when Twitter suspended her account and she started a Telegram group, 
just to ask her how many people joined her group within a couple hours. It was, it was, it's that uh, crazy. So many patriots yeah. are on here. It's so true. And I still encourage everyone to not cede the ground to the liberals. Stay on Twitter as well. But you're right. If they, if they start with their censorship and they knock you off, this is the place uh, as well as Getter, um, you know, Gab. Also, I'm on all those platforms as well. And, uh, and you know, we have to stay connected. That's the key because the Democrats want us fractionated. They don't want us talking. They don't want us getting together and, and having the discussions like we're having right now. Because if they can keep us disconnected and in the dark, that's how they win. But, you know, we're trying to make it simple. And, and I, you know, I look forward to staying uh, connected on this journey. Uh, I'm trying to make it as easy as possible for patriots. Uh, like I said, with that America First designation or the MAGA designation, uh, I'm trying to make it easy with my campaign. Fight with Flanagan. Find Flanagan on your ballot. Uh, look for that. If we can get those, you know, the, that, that word out uh, to fight fight with Flanagan. Um, that's how we're going to reclaim CD3 in New Jersey. And as I've mentioned, that road to winning back the House majority and taking that speaker's gavel out in the SEC hands, that road to victory runs straight through New Jersey's CD3. If we can get five seats, uh, that's certainly one of them. And that's the most flippable district. Uh, we'll, we'll be well on our way to winning back the, that majority. And, and that's how we're going to change the face. Uh, it's only 13 months away, folks. I know it seems like it's it's far away and we have so much on our plate right now. We have to keep doing all that we're doing. We have to address 2020. We have to do, we have to keep uh, putting pressure to make sure that these bills don't pass that are going to destroy our country further. But we can't lose sight of 2020 because it's around the corner. If we don't start now, we're going to uh, we're going to be in a in a very bad place when that election rolls around. Oh, absolutely. And this platform is your platform, so you can let your team know whatever they need to share. Um, use our wall. Um, people come to our wall. I mean, the wall is like a, a, an engine of its own. People, I, I know people personally that just comes here to get news. I mean. Something about the Patriots that uh, is very important for every political figure to realize is, and you know, you're like, well, Patriots, you know, still go to Twitter and blah, blah, blah. But one thing for, for most Patriot political figures to understand is the Patriots don't trust the media no more. I mean, they really, they really screwed that up to where we don't trust big tech anymore you know i only use twitter and certain things for promotion and networking but most of the time i'm on telegram because there's no truth being hidden i mean we have so many family members that aren't aware with like this the fda and this whole vaccine thing and it's not really approved it's only further extended for the emergency use to where people are falling victim to something that is false information that when you share the truth on Facebook or Twitter, well, Twitter has changed a little bit, but Facebook, they say it's false information. So there's so many patriots that just has, that trust has been lost. It's Telegram. I mean, you can ask probably most of the members that are on here right now, they're not even watching the news anymore. No, I hear you. And, and I will share that, you know, I got put in uh, in Twitmo 
in Twitter jail not too long ago uh, for sharing something that was absolute fact. I had a reference for it. It was about uh, the COVID vaccination. And I'm a biochemist. And, you know, someone uh, in, in, on their fact checking team that, you know, probably has a degree in, uh, you know, women's studies uh, took it down and put me in, in uh, uh, you know, they took me off of the platform for 24 hours for sharing the truth. And again, I am a biochemist. I, I, I'm a biochemist in immunology and oncology. And, uh, you know, I think I know my science a little better than someone on the Twitter fact check team. Uh, but to your exact point, that was something that it wasn't the narrative that they wanted to have out there. And so, you know, they can't handle facts that, that go against what they want to say. And, and it's egregious. And, and I'd like to say that, you know, uh, I'd like to pivot to uh, that censorship issue for a moment, because one of the things that I'm very eager to work out in Congress is uh, when you see, you know, anyone like Mark Zuckerberg or Jack Dorsey or any of the uh, you know, tech giants that testify in front of Congress, we see how woefully prepared congressional members are for this brave new world. And, you know, I not only am a biochemist, but I worked at the juncture of uh, the, the new platforms. I've been working uh, on, in that technology sphere also uh, since its inception. So I know all of the nooks and crannies of, of how that works. And I know that we need congressional members that can push back and that, you know, when the tech giants stop being able to push congressional members around, that's when we're going to have solid legislative change, I believe. And I think that not only do we have to repeal Section 230 uh, that was set up to protect these uh, tech platforms that were just, uh, you know, coming on the scene, uh, we have to uh, revamp it as well. So I'm all for uh, holding the tech giants specifically accountable as a utility platform. Once we change that designation, now you've got other regulatory bodies that can get involved, like the FCC and like the FTC, the Federal Communications Commission and the Federal Trade Commission. And when you look at, at, uh, at all of the things that we can accomplish by putting pressure uh, on them, not as a publisher anymore, but as a utility you have got a rejuvenation of the protection of your First Amendment rights. So uh, there is so much that we can do. And we've seen, you know, I've mentioned already how one congressional member can make all the difference. Right now, Joe Manchin is one senator who is making a difference, actually staving off the Democrat assault with that multi-trillion dollar uh, spending package. We saw one Senator John McCain make all the difference when it came to Obamacare and all of the medical tyranny that we're now seeing as a result of that. Uh, one member of Congress can sometimes make all the difference. And, you know, finally, God has found something to do with my big mouth and my stubborn attitude because I'm already working to push uh, the, uh, you know, the ideas of that legislation forward. Again, 13 months, we are going to get a bite of that apple. And I intend to be that congressional representative who's on the front lines of that fight to make sure that we preserve our First Amendment rights in that equation and that we push back. De big tech, believe me, they don't want to see me in that seat because they better start running now because I am a fighter and I'm ready to fight for us. Absolutely. Uh, big tech. <clears throat> um, I think the patriots are to the point where they need to get stripped from their protections um because you are stripping the rights of the american people we live in a free country and what they're doing is it's not 
it's not of this country. So I would love for someone like you to get in there and push to strip them from their rights. Um, they shouldn't have no rights. If you're taking the rights of the American people, I'm sorry, you shouldn't have no rights to protect your platform. That's right. And that is Congress's sovereign role in this equation. When you read the First Amendment, it says Congress shall make no rule. And, you know, big tech likes to push that back and say, see, you can't make a rule. You know, it's not up to you. Well, it certainly is. And we have to remember that Congress not acting is uh, is violating the First Amendment because it, it explicitly says that it is Congress's role to do or not to do that. And, and that's another portion of, of the Constitution that I know how to navigate very well through. And, and that's what we have to do is we have to be 14 steps ahead of the Democrats. Uh, we have to use our bold and brave voices and we have to push back. But most importantly, we have to elect candidates who are ready to do the pushing back and ready who are ready to get in this fight. Absolutely. Um, I want to say I'm really honored that you came on here and I, I appreciate you so much. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, I, I follow Trish Flanagan a lot and, uh, I just don't bring candidates on here just to bring them on here. Um, I, I bring on candidates that are really going against the establishment and, and it's going against the tyranny that we're seeing. And if you're not following Trisha Flanagan on Twitter, if you're on Twitter, I highly suggest you to follow her. And, um, you're going to see a fireball, uh, Jerome Bell as well. I mean, Jerome Bell gets suspended, <laughs> uh, very often. And, and those are the people I gravitate to, you know, when, when I started this mission, I, I asked God, I says, you know, I'm going to get in this fight, you know, just, just give me a vision, tell me what I can do, you know? And, and then it, it just popped in my head and he's like, you got a podcast. Well, at the time I wasn't using my podcast for anything what I'm doing now. And I'm like, wow, God had me doing certain things to lead me up to this point. And he, he kind of awakened me to understand how important it is for me to embrace my country and what was going on. And when I asked him that, he says, you know, bring my people, give them information. And I says, you know what, Lord, Bring me the voices that need to be heard and the ones that don't, the doors won't open and just keep me humble. You know, that's why I never started no like <laughs> YouTube or Rumble video channel. I mean, I, I'm not here to be famous. I'm just here to do a, a mission. And I'm telling you, like you, Jerome, Laverne, um, we had Aja Smith on from California. Um, I've gravitated to you guys, you know, and, it, and it's not by accident. And I know it's not a coincidence and it's not um, nothing else, but God lead me to people that are going to represent us. Oh, amen. Uh, I, I, I believe everything you've said. And I, I am so grateful uh, that you stepped up and answered that call. And I, I think God's calling patriots all across this country. We're the freedom fighters of this moment. And, you know, I, I'm, myself. I'm a born again Christian. I love the Lord. Uh, I always say, you know, I, I take a step. I look up and I take a step and then I look up and I take a step and I'm wholly dedicated to him and his will for uh, for all of us and for our country. And, you know, uh, what I want to hear 
when when I see our Savior, uh, when we when we all get there, what I want to hear is, "Well done, my good and faithful servant." If I'm not doing it for His cause, it doesn't matter. And when we are doing it for His cause, He's behind us, and there is no door that He won't open that needs to be open, and there's no door that He won't close that needs to be closed. When He does it, He does it right, and He does it in His timing. And I think we can all feel it, right? I always say, can you feel? Can you hear the thunder? Can you feel the? Can you feel the shaking? I, I can, and I know that the people listening tonight. I know you do, and I know the people listening do because it's palpable. It, it's it's a moment in time that I believe God has ordained for our nation. And and, and I'll quickly say that I'm not sure if uh, if any of uh, the folks listening, or maybe if you are familiar with Kim Clement, he was a great prophetic voice uh, taken from us all too soon. Uh, but he prophesied about President Trump and two terms, uh, you know, and that remains to be seen. But all the indications that we're getting from President Trump is that he keeps dropping hints that we're going to be very happy about 2024. And I think the only way we're going to be happy is if he runs. So it's a good indicator. But I bring that up to say that there, there, these times have been ordained. Uh, and, and, and I believe that we are blessed. And as you said, being drawn to use your platform for these bold and powerful patriot voices. That's all part of it. I like to call those moments God winks or God hugs, where we see the hand of the Lord in it. And, and I believe that we are all called for a time such as this. And we are stepping up and we're ready. We're saying, how may I serve? And I believe that God is gonna open all those doors. He's gonna pave the road. And I believe we're gonna have a bright future, especially when it comes to the midterms and 2024, when I'm hoping that President Trump will confirm our uh, optimistic uh, uh, our, our optimistic ideals. And I, I believe that he's gonna run, but um, our best days are ahead. And as, our, as President Trump likes to say, the best is yet to come, right? Amen. <laughs> um, if, you're, if you got any more that you wanna give to the, the Patriots on here, or if you wanna lead into questions, um, it's all up to you. It's your platform. Uh, sure. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll close with this and then I'd love to open it up to questions because that's my favorite part, because I think the more we connect together as patriots, the better. But, I'll, you know, I'll close with saying this, that uh, as you've gotten to know me, hopefully a little bit tonight, and I look forward to getting to know you better uh, on this journey ahead. Uh, you know, I come from a military family. I was taught faith, family, flag and freedom. And that's uh, that's what I have uh, been uh, embracing at the beginning, from the beginning. And that's what I promise to everyone listening, that if we stand together, there is nothing that we cannot do. And I promise you that I will fight with everything that I am to make sure that we save our country. Uh, it's never been more important. I think this midterm is going to be uh, one of the most, if not the most, important midterm election in our nation's history because we're at a tipping point but if we stand together we'll make sure that america stays strong and that her best days are ahead every word that just came out of your mouth and uh i trust you so much um i trust you thank you we we just need patriots right now and that's this is very important and i appreciate you well thank you and i appreciate you and i appreciate everybody that's standing together with us uh, we we will do this, and you know I always say let's roll, and uh, it's it's the moment for that. So um, you know, and I'd love to take questions. Uh, I'd love to uh, you know talk about what's on everybody's mind right now uh, as as we begin this journey. So if anybody has any questions, if you just press the middle button, um, we'll be able to see your hand raised. 
You ain't got to be scared. Trisha doesn't bite. <laughs> I don't. I promise. I I do have a question, but I don't want to cut any of uh, the other members off. No, you're good. Anybody raising their hands, Delta? I, I can't. I can't raise my hand. No, um, I, I moved from uh, New Jersey two years ago. My husband uh, did 25 years in the Department of Corrections, and he has a lot of uh, friends, and we do have some family there uh, in the Department of Corrections. Is there anything that you can do to um, help them out because they're closing um, their institutions left and right. And um, they're not really given a choice. They can either retire or uh, relocate pretty much because nothing's convenient for them anymore. Do you have any ideas or any thoughts about um, the prison system and Department of Corrections for New Jersey? Uh, and I do have all my family is in New Jersey, but uh, this is a Department of Correction question, if you have any information. Sure, sure. And I do believe that there are provisions that we have at the federal level. Uh, I'll first uh, carve out that that is largely a, a state legislative issue. Uh, that's uh, mostly something that's uh, handled uh, through our choices of who we send to Trenton, right, on the state legislative level in the state Senate and the Assembly. But there are provisions at the federal level that I'm already working on to develop what I'm calling a constitution caucus. So much like uh, if you've heard about, you know, the Jim Jordan, uh, Mark Meadows uh, Freedom Caucus that was started several years ago in Congress that was uh, to look at, uh, you know, how we establish and protect more of our freedoms. What I'm looking to uh, start is a constitution caucus. And what that would be is a constitutionally protected lens for all legislation that comes to the congressional floor. The way I think that that could apply in this specific instance is uh, when we look at what we need to accomplish legislatively to keep our citizens safe. I'm all for immigration reform, for example, that's part of this package as well. But we have to address things like uh, you know, we're, we're a, we have police issues, we have police force issues, and we have these uh, prison issues. If you arrest people, you got to have a place to put them. And we have constitutional rights in New Jersey that are rooted in our American federal constitution. So at that level, uh, if you recall, you know, the SALT deduction, for example, in the tax equation, that's a local issue. That's a state and local tax. SALT issue is what they call it. Uh, but that's something that was uh, taken out of the federal tax package at the US Congress level. So what I can do is I can meet with the groups that you're talking about. We can form pieces of legislation that will fit into all of those legislative, those legislative initiatives that I am already beginning to champion and that I plan to champion when I get to Congress. And so what we can do is put uh, placeholders in legislation that we can vote on at the federal level. That will push back. That's kind of our last, uh, our last um, you know, effective measure that once, once all state legislative options are exhausted, there is still something that we can do at that national level. And again, that's why it's so important that we, uh, that we elect these patriots who are going to champion those causes, because that's the only way we're going to get it into those legislative packages. When you make the sausage, so to speak, when you go into committees, if you have a strong fighter who will fight to get that legislation in there and then it's voted on, now it's codified in federal law and the state 
legislatures that even want to push back can't because, uh, you know, if you're familiar with uh, Supreme Court rulings like Brown v. Board of Education, uh, the 10th Amendment protects state rights, but we have uh, we have uh, uh, Supreme Court rulings that say that when the state and the federal pieces of legislation are up against each other, the federal wins out. So it's a it's a provision we can use. It's a platform that we can push back with. And I am happy uh, if you want to, um, you know, somehow get in contact. I'd love to meet with the groups that you're talking about to make sure that we uh, that we include all of that in anything that we can bring forward. I hope that answers your question. Yes, thank you. That sounds wonderful. And being that I'm in Pennsylvania now, I um, I love everything you say. I love your spirit. And um, I think you are a type of person that goes for the jugular. And I'm happy that my family has you uh, watching, watching the state for them. So I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming in and speaking tonight. I enjoyed listening to you. Thank you. Thank you. And it's my honor. And I will work every day to continue to earn that support. So thank you. God bless you for that. Thank you so much. I don't have a question. Did but I just, I just wanted. Oh, Oops. sorry. Go ahead. I don't have a question, but I just wanted to say that I love your energy and I love your intelligence and I love your fight that you have, and I'm very impressed with you, and I so hope that you take New Jersey. I also hope that a lot of people watch the video, as we don't have as many people on here as we would like to have tonight, but you're very impressive, and I just think you'll be so awesome for New Jersey. They're very blessed to have you. Uh, well, thank you so much for those supportive words. I, I appreciate you as well. And, and I will never stop fighting for us and for our causes. And, and like I said uh, a moment ago, I, I will never stop trying to earn your support every day. I'll never take it for granted. So thank you. Uh, I have a question. Go ahead, Angie. Okay, so my question is, I think you mentioned you had five seats that you had to get and i'm curious to know if cheney and kinzinger's seats are up because they need to go excellent question and i agree with you that they do need to go and yes those seats are up uh, all congressional seats are up for re-election every two years uh senate is every six years so a third of of the senate is up every two years but yes to your exact question uh, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger are both up for re-election, and it looks right now uh, that they are going to lose sorely. So uh, there are so many initiatives underway in Wyoming to unseat Liz Cheney. Uh, now she is pushing back, saying that she's even going to try to run uh, for the Republican nomination for president in 2024. She's clearly delusional and she hasn't come to terms with the fact that her own republican party in wyoming not only has sanctioned her for what she did to president trump and how she turned her back on uh, on all of our ideals as conservatives but she was removed from her majority 
holder position. And now it looks like uh, she is is going to be one of the Republicans, the rhinos, the lukewarm Republicans who will lose in 2022, along with Adam Kinzinger. Um, we can never take it for granted. I am uh, personally trying to support uh, the candidate that stands to take her place and who will replace Adam. Uh, but uh, we, we can't rest on on just those early reports. Uh, we have to take it right across the finish line. But uh, both of them, uh, along with a couple of other uh, real, uh, you know, just just as lukewarm as they come, uh, this is our chance to clean house, literally uh, clean up the House of Representatives and get uh, get traitors like that out of Congress for good. I think we're, we're on our way, but we can't let up for a single moment. Thank you. My pleasure. I unmuted everybody's mics, but if anybody has a question for Tricia, you can just go ahead and unmute your mic and ask your question. Since no one in, is unmuting their mic, I would also love to say that here on Telegram, we, the majority of us, feel like President Donald Trump is going to show his face back within a couple of months. I don't think that we're going to have to wait till 2024. And um, that's what we're seeing here. And I hope that comes out true. I pretty much feel 100% positive that we're going to see him very soon. So just wanted to add that. <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, and, you know, if I'll take a moment to to pivot to how that may even happen. So I always, you know, I talk primarily about, you know, 2024 because President Trump talks a lot about that and what we're going to be happy to see uh, coming out there. But to your exact point, uh, by no means do we leave any options off of the table. And I will go uh, back to what I started with uh, in the discussion about Arizona and the state legislature there who again, by Article 2, Section 1 of the Constitution, has sole plenary power to certify or decertify the electors that they sent to Congress on January 6th. Now, there were plenty of uh, other uh, you know, other options that could have uh, been explored on, on January 6th had the Congress had the, uh, the fortitude to do what they said that they would do. The 12th Amendment, for example, is something that, uh, that could have been instituted, but it wasn't. However, I will mention that that letter that has been sent uh, to uh, call to recall the Arizona electors and to decertify that election includes call to uh, pull back uh, in congressional session, a focus on the 12th Amendment. That can be done retroactively. Now, you know, we're almost out, but even Anders, who, uh, whether we like him or not, he's a Democrat, but he was on President Trump's uh, impeachment defense team, and he is a brilliant legal scholar. Even Alan Dershowitz has said that there's no expiration date on election fraud. So the more that comes out, this is another reason we have to keep moving the ball forward. I think that Georgia may be next. Pennsylvania is still in the mix. State Senator Mastriano has been a great champion there. And uh, the reason I mention that in this context is that once we can get this uh, decertification process enacted and the call for the 12th Amendment, again, that was by state, legislator, state legislators who signed that letter that I will post on this platform after we're done, 
what that does is it puts in motion a cascade of constitutional provisions that we can implement. So I agree with you that there is a lot in the mix. President Trump has even said that, you know, he has called for a complete examination like we're discussing tonight. Uh, is it a guarantee? Nothing's ever a guarantee. But this constitutional uh, pathway that we have, again, that's, that's uh, in the in the foundation of uh, Article Two, Section One of the Constitution. That's something that doesn't even involve the Supreme Court, because you know, as we saw, the Supreme Court let us down, right? And they have constitutional powers to set their own docket. So even if there were a case that ascended again to them, they have the right to refuse to hear it. This is an article in its entirety and it's something that's already in motion so uh, I guess you know that's my way to say I agree with you and stay tuned because I think that there's a lot that is going to tumble out uh, especially now that we have the Arizona points of detail uh, in our hand all right. If there's anybody that has a question, you not can sure just, if I lost uh, there. Oops. Yeah, it was freezing up for a second. Did you get her here, Tina? Can, uh, can you hear me? Okay. I don't know if you heard. That. Hmm. It's starting to glitch. Maybe pop back, pop out, and pop back in. Okay, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Yes, you stay yeah. away for a bit. Oh, sorry about that. You know, isn't it isn't it interesting that as soon as we start talking about the forensic audit and, and, uh -huh. and the the that it starts to glitch, right? Isn't that I find that every time that happens so often when I'm talking about the forensic audit detail, I I, I tend to think it's not a coincidence. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yep. They don't they don't want us to talk about the truth. Right. Right. And and hopefully, I mean the final point that I was making, I don't know if you heard it, is that, you know, now that we have that forensic detail in our hands, we can uh, you know, we can take it to the next level. And those are all, like I mentioned, constitutional provisions that uh require the Supreme Court. It just requires those Article Two solutions. All right, if anybody has a question, you can unmute your mic. Um, if you're new to Telegram, you press that middle button. Um, if nobody has any questions, we won't hold Trisha up because she's a very busy person. But if you've got a question, press the middle, middle mic. And it's, you know, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. It's uh, never, I mean, this is the best use, in my opinion, of any time where I can uh, connect with all of you, answer questions, and, and uh, you know, forge ahead with the great task that we have to do. So I'm so honored to be on your show tonight and to meet with everybody. I hope we can do this again sometime very soon. Oh, most definitely. I would love to bring you back on, Trish, if uh, you're open for that. Oh, I'd really enjoy that. Absolutely. Well, thank you for uh, joining us and uh, giving us your truth and uh, giving us a lot of more hope. Um, Eagle Eye, is Eagle Eye or Eagle Eye, right? Yep. Yeah, Operation we need to... 
an eagle eye. Yes, there'll be more. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, we definitely need to push for Eagle Eye and our Operation Eagle Eye in our states. Yes, yes. I'll have more updates very soon on that, especially as we begin to digest all of the forensic audit detail that's coming out. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and, and I really think that that's going to be uh, something that will go a long way in making sure that we reclaim the House. And you say you're working with Colonel Philip Waldron? Yeah. Yes, yes, Colonel Waldron has been part of Cyber Ninja Team. As I mentioned before, he's a former Naval Intelligence Officer. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of things that he's working on on his own as well. And so uh, we've got a real A++ team behind this voter integrity initiative. So uh, full steam ahead. And I'm happy to give you updates as they come along. Well, it'd be a wonderful treat if you can talk to Colonel Waldron and uh, see if he will join you next time when you come on to help further explain. You know, that's a great idea. I, I think that's a great idea. I will I will definitely follow up and see if he would, um, wouldn't mind doing that. Thank you, Tricia. And I uh, hope you have a rest of a blessed night. And uh, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. Again, it was a real pleasure. I uh, hope you have a blessed. Oh, it's, it's always my have a blessed night as well. And I look forward to talking to you all again very soon. Yeah, have a good night. You too. Thank you, Trisha. Thank you. Bye-bye.